Hey nerds, if you like what we do here on One Podcast for Nerds, remember you can always support us through the ACAST supporting system to which you can find a link to in the description below of every episode. It's only a minimum of three US dollars, but no commitment. We also sell mugs, which you can find at mainjams.com, and I would describe them with Nolan's trademark slogan, having a good hand feel. They're great for coffee, tea, when you're streaming, gaming, or just doing nerdy shit. Alright, let's get to the show. Play that intro. Hey nerds, welcome to episode 13 of One Podcast for Nerds, your weekly video game podcast. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Each week, the guys and I discuss the hard-hitting news that happens within the last seven days, as well as we deep dive into a topic and discuss the effect it has on the video game industry or us as gamers. If you are a first-time listener, thanks for joining us on this wonderful Tuesday evening and giving us a try. If you want to go back in episode 11, we discussed the Game Boy Advance's 20th anniversary. And in episode 12, we discussed Battle Royales and their place in the video game world. Before we continue, let me tell you where you can find us and also reach us with questions or, or suggestions. You can always email us at onepodcastfornerds at gmail.com. That's the number one and the number four. By doing so, you can say hi, ask us a question, or give us a suggestion on a topic you'd like to hear on a future show. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube by searching the handle one podcast for nerds again number one number four also you can find us on patreon where you can join our community and discuss video games you get access to our show music behind the games and soon to be a nerd to the past our retro video game podcast you'll get a shout out as a producer and take part in our patreon polls for all our shows you also get the unedited version video version of this show as well so with all that let's introduce the panel today and today I have Austin. Hello. Nolan. What's up, everybody? And Bones. Bones. Our scene of beautiful. I'm here. So great. Welcome. Greetings. Salutations. A well, a warm welcome. Um, well, That's let's like get on. Let's Batman, talk about. <laughs> Let's oh, talk about welcome. the subjects we all came here to talk about. Yeah, so the subject we're going to talk about is uh, the God of War delay uh, and and obviously other things that are huge that happened this week. But as I alluded to now, let's talk about the news and starting with the God of War delay. So I don't know, did you, did you guys hear about the God of War being delayed to 2022? I did, actually. What? So what, um, how, do you, how do you feel about it? Well, I'd rather it be delayed. And then have like a cyberpunk or like any game that gets released too early and have everybody complain about it till like the, the devs inevitably apologize. Uh, for the cyberpunk 2077 fight club between me and Austin later. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, you uh, no, it's just part of the headline. Ahead, you missed part of the headline. And Sony isn't certain that Horizon Forbidden West will make a all in one launch. Well, <laughs> so yeah, the story behind that though is is more that they never announced, they never really announced the date that show that game was going to come out. 
I think they did that. Yeah, it could possibly get delayed, but until it's announced again, delayed, I think it's safe to say it might come out in 2021. I mean, that game's been in development yeah, since the last Zero. one, which came out. Yeah. Zero Dawn would have been well, like 2017. No, 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 okay, no, no. So I'm, sorry Reddit, I started it. I'm sorry, I started it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyways, I lose the whole Horizon Zero Dawn trailer, so I'm super sorry, everybody. I got him down. He's drinking beer. That's how. That's how angry he is. Um, no, this is soda. It's just in a Paps Blue Ribbon cup. It's yeah, Coke. Sure. I mean, it's not rated E here, so that's fine. If you want to lie, that's all right with me. Um, Nolan, how do you? How do you, he's showing me the Coke bottle, and it's not a liquid Coke either. But uh, <laughs> Nolan, how, how are you? How are you feel like? Have you? Do you want to play the like the first God of War? I do. I'll yeah. come over yours tomorrow, and we'll play it. We can, yeah, actually, yeah. If you want to come over and play God of War, that I'm, I've been itching to replay that game. And if you haven't played it before, I'd be down. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. No, we'll do it tomorrow night. Well, well, that's going to be a learning curve, Nolan. Yeah, it's a learning curve. Also, I don't know if we can play that all tomorrow night because I have other people who are going to hang out with us, and we're probably going to play Burial Cart and other weird ass drinking games. Even though there's going to be like a handful of us, but yeah, yeah, no, I definitely want to see you play God of War. I'm down. It's a really good game. Uh, I know bones you gave god of war a try but it didn't really stick with you no no uh no stickiness no cling no clinginess either mm. there's no static attraction uh what else no no there's nothing i didn't like you know, uh, do you want to know why that is is because you're like kratos buff you know you know opposites attract and if you're the same thing there's just no connection no connection whatsoever yeah so uh so are you disappointed with this like are you, are you a big god of war fan I I played the PS2 version for the puzzles, but I I didn't. I think I played God of War two, and that was with a buddy of mine. That was basically my introduction to the series. I didn't play God of War three or or any of that. I think I tried one PS Now, but because PS Now is so garbage for that, it it just it didn't work. Uh, but I I thoroughly enjoyed like new in quotations God of War when they kind of went back and revisited the whole thing and and really changed up the design. gameplay. Yeah, they changed the whole gameplay, the mechanics and everything like that. They changed all that, all of that. And it was a, it was a really beautiful game. Like even like my partner, she's not a huge gamer, but she like watched me play because she thought like the cinematic scenes and, and, and just the way that the art was, yeah, the story was just so good that, that she just stuck around and just watched me play. Um, Hey, this new God of War will be multi console in the way of, uh, PlayStation. PS4. Oh, yeah, PlayStation. First time. PlayStation. Oh, multi console. Okay, never mind. Sorry. No, I thought yeah, when you said multi console, I thought I was going to Xbox. I was no, like, no, no, wow, no, no, hey, no. that's really cool. No, pretty your first, folks. I, I clarified um, right after. And you know what's funny, though, is, is with that, some people are actually kind of disappointed for it being PS4 or PS5 because for the few of us that own a PS5, they're worried that the game will not be as beautiful or, or, or at the full extent that it could be for ps5 and i actually disagree with that and i know austin's like getting all riled up about it but i i disagree with that because honestly ps like the ps4 god of war that was a, a beautiful game like i don't think there's much more you could really do i mean it might look nicer on a 4k tv but it's like it's like the uh final fantasy remake integration dlc with all like the high res it's just like there's not much more you can do to that game like that game is already beautiful so what like the lighting's like a little different and like the pixels are a little smoothed out. It's it's not it's not completely that noticeable. And I'm I'm not like dissing it. I'm just saying that I don't think it's really anything to worry about. Well, if, at least for me, that I've found from like PlayStation Five gameplay from game, uh, PlayStation Four. You're right. It is it is like a little bit prettier, right? 
but I find uh, it wasn't like a jump in like super high quality graphics from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5. It was more like load times, right? Like you uh, log into a game, you're 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 like you go through a cutscene, you're in the gameplay like right away. It's not like a like a waiting time, right? So yeah. I don't I don't see it being a big deal from God of War uh, from play on on multiple consoles then. Because it's not like it's not like you're going from PC level graphics to PlayStation Four graphics. You're going slightly better PlayStation Four graphics down to PlayStation Four graphics, or slightly worse graphics, and then you're going up to like what is keyed up to PlayStation Five. And it's not even, it's not even just that, but we're at the beginning of a generation. And let's be fair: the games that come out now look the way they do, but the games that are going to come out, you know halfway through this generation are going to look so much different like think of the unreal engine 5 reveal that was shown on the ps oh that was really cool right like how beautiful that game was how smooth it was how well it played out but like that is what it should that's what games are aspired to look like that's not what they're going to look like right now and like think back to the ps4 like think about how destiny looked you know when it first came out to ps4 and then look where we went with god of war spider-man uh even horizon zero dawn like think think of like the drastic looks and art style like uh graphical ca- uh, capabilities that console ended up being able to do in its latter half of life right yeah. so things things are going to change and and only get better from here and honestly i don't expect anything to come out for the ps5 in the next two years to be that graphically amazing superior than than yeah. what the PS4 was, but yeah, so that's I mean that's that's God of War and and, and PS5. Uh, also, what we have is because my Word document is not working properly. Uh, okay, so E3 is next week, guys. E3 is next yep. week, next Saturday, week from today's recording. Um, what do you guys want to do? What do you guys? I mean, I think I think what we're gonna do I mean, is I already like, booked. The, I've already booked the days off. Yeah, I mean, I don't work those days. It doesn't even matter to me. And then Nolan's just in a crapshoot over here, like it's rolling dice to see what happens. Devil egg party. We'll all bring our best deviled eggs. Yeah. Do you make amazing deviled eggs? I'm sorry. It's a tangent now. I just want to know. Do you make great <laughs> deviled eggs? I need to know. This is a serious I question. Does, I does yeah. is need to know. I, I do. I add a little bit of barbecue sauce into my oaks. Mm, oh, no, that's not Give great. a little bit of sweet, smoky flavor. You never just... show your homework, Nolan. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I think we're planning to do... Uh, a basically somewhat of a live reaction we don't haven't really hammered out the details but um my what i have in my head is we'll probably do a live reaction on on twitch and uh youtube and then maybe a post show that uh we can put out uh as like yeah extra episodes on the podcast where it's mostly just us talking about what we saw and how we felt and and the sooner we do that i think the more fresh you know the amazements hopefully the amazement it will be will be fresh in our minds I, and, and more. I scream a lot when I react. Oh God! Oh, you're never oh, on video. No one even knows what you look like. You're the elusive fourth. That's true. Yeah, you're like Daft Punk of our podcast video. You just get Except a. We're all like, together. Robotic helmet and just put it on and just no one will ever know. Watch, he's actually okay. gonna he's actually gonna open it up. He'll have a Darth Vader helmet on or something like that. Actually, you know, Iron Man <laughs> helmet. If he had an Iron Man helmet on, he'd be so into it. Yeah, <laughs> he would do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that he laughed. That was great. Um. Anyways, okay. And then also we have the. There wasn't a lot of news because we have E3 next week, so not a lot of people are crapping out stuff. But uh, so <laughs> I guess I read on the internet, and I thought this was actually kind of funny. I read on the internet that everyone was so adamant we were going to get a Nintendo Switch Pro 
reveal either Thursday or Friday. Well, both those days have passed and nothing has been told. Well, um, I mean, Nintendo has its own show on the 15th, so why wouldn't they show it? Well, because apparently what they said is that it's going to be exclusive software to Nintendo Switch for 2021. This is all business talk. They can say that it doesn't mean it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm, like that's just how things work, right? Like, you don't really want to play your best hand. I'm not saying it's going to happen, so please, no one take me to that. I'm just saying that, like, just because they said it's software exclusive does not mean it will be truly software exclusive. They're, you know, But it is exclusive stuff to 2021. Which means that we won't get anything about Pokemon. We won't get anything oh. about uh, well, Pokemon Arceus. Uh, we won't get anything about um, Splatoon Smash. Three. I actually, some people are thinking that the last two characters of the Smash Brothers pass will be revealed. So, and they're both gonna be sword I, characters. Does, so, <laughs> has anybody played? Has anybody played? Like, has any, everybody here played Smash Brothers? Been an avid Smash times. Brothers. Uh, for okay. A long, okay. Who I do you that. think? Who? I think this is a fun little thing. Who do you guys want to be the last two characters? I want Master Chief to be one of them. Okay, that's fair. But like, like who, who, who like, what do you guys want? No, uh, like, if you could have any character, they, I want Master Chief. Xbox. I want Master Chief, and I want Waluigi. Waluigi would be clever. Those are the two I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bones, what do you think? I want Doctor Strange. Hey, you never know, man. They have fucking Minecraft Steve. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said they've added a lot of weird characters that no one were expecting. Oh. So, yeah. like, as, as soon as they added Minecraft, anything can happen now. So that's why I'm saying, like, even if you're not, like, super intimate with, like, the characters that are people that are what people are theorizing, it's just a fun little game. Nolan, like, what are you thinking? Throw an Optimus Prime with Peter Cullen. Oh, that'd actually be dope. That'd actually <laughs> be it. really cool. I love how it's straight to Transformers so quick. <laughs> that or he for, for me, Man. for the last character, because this is Sakurai's last game. I was just talking to my my oh, my, no. my assistant manager at at the store. I thought it'd be him. so. I was just, I thought it'd be so fucking funny. He's just like last game. I made this series. I'm putting myself in there, bitch, yeah, <laughs> and he's gonna be the best character ever. <laughs> uh, I figured. I knew as soon as you got so hyped for it, I knew where you were yeah. gonna go with this. Um, <laughs> tell the people what they want to hear, Andrew. Yeah. So. I think I actually kind of think this is an interesting discussion. So last Zilla or Kong? No, not that. Neither of those. Oh, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Last, okay, right, whoa. Go ahead, sorry. Well, last week, Nintendo won a lawsuit of $2.1 million against ROMs Universal, which were selling, which were, were, was a ROM downloading web, uh, website. So I have, okay. So first off, I'm actually not completely against this only because ROMs universe was actually selling a subscription to use their website. So in essence, they were, they were making money off the ROMs they were giving to people. That's wrong. But, but secondly is I'm kind of curious what everyone's opinions on ROMs are. Like, how do you guys feel about ROMs? I love ROMs because when I was a kid, I had a fast library of Nintendo and Super Nintendo games and they're gone. I did own them. I didn't sell them off. I didn't, given to someone else they just died and they broke and roms were the only way that i could play those again on my laptop i got no problem with that and there were a lot of things that did you know it's legally you're legally allowed to take your game and dump a cartridge of it like dump its information on an sd card and have a rom of that game or even you're actually legally you're even legally allowed to download the rom of a game you already own Yes, but you have to physically still have the copy you, of it. You have to physically still have a copy and of it. And that's what I didn't have. Austin, how do you feel about ROMs? I like them pretty much exclusively only downloaded Pokemon ones because 
uh, when you've beaten every Pokemon game as much as I have, you kind of need ways to entertain yourself playing Pokemon. Uh, so I do, like, Wonder Logs and Randomizers and shit like that, and that's what I use the uh, the ROMs for. But mm. otherwise than that, like, I could care less, right? Like, I buy every Pokemon game. It doesn't matter. Um, the, but the only problem is now, like, all the Pokemon games, now, like, you can't put them on ROMs because the technology isn't far enough. Right, yeah, yeah. so it's just like, yeah, I've bought an I've bought an every Pokemon game, but I don't have the physical copies of the old ones, and I still want to play them and I want to experience those games. But Nintendo, a... I'm not paying seventy dollars for Pokemon Platinum. Sorry, I just had a weird thought that like Nintendo Switch cartridges are basically micro SD cards. Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, I guess weird, so. right? Yeah, it's kind of a weird thought. Um, Bones, did you ever? dabble in the rom community no well uh kind of a little I, bit it's because my friends showed me well there's probably a lot of games you probably either owned or or would like to replay that you owned as a child right that's kind of that's kind of like the thing with it's, ROMs. A good, it's a great great access accessibility though to gameplay yeah well ideas. and and it I is especially to the older games the retro ones that you just can't get anymore or that they're too expensive to buy right like i mean either you yeah. can't find them or they're like have an absorbent amount of like pricing behind it and let alone um for just preservability absolutely even those games around and alive is i think incredibly important and yeah like i dabble in roms too because like like nolan there was tons of games i had as a child that i you know like can't get and uh, honestly a lot of them are nintendo games but that's only because like you know switch came out with nintendo online but they have nothing compared to like what the wii u virtual console had which was amazing like the library on the wii u virtual console is just mind-boggling and having like having that access and then going to switch online where it does not compare you got like 20 I, nintendo games or maybe 30 at most and, have 100. and is that how many are on there they have a hundred Nintendo games between the NES and the Super NES. They have over a hundred. All right, but that's still a drop in the bucket, man. Well, it's not even just that, but only like about maybe a quarter of those games are like high demand, popular games. As for the other three quarters, are like games that other people are like, I didn't know this it's existed. I don't really care about it. It's not even like they're not even least popular games that they have on there, right? Like it, it's just kind of games that are it's just shovelware almost. You know? Yeah, they sold a hundred copies somewhere in back alley, basically. Yeah, and so I do think ROMs have a huge future. And, and you know, for having a subscription base, like Nintendo being here in Canada, it's 20 bucks a month for Nintendo Online, I would say that they're sitting on a huge library that they can just dump on there. Like, you know, we haven't gotten into Game Boy games, and then there's N64 games, which I think would be super hard to run on, on Nintendo Switch Online. But, like, even, like, to sell, like, a peripheral of, of the old N64 controller, you know, like, instead of making an N64 Mini, which we all know probably isn't coming out ever, like, that's been stated, but even to completely disregard that, I mean, they've been releasing the old controllers, like, I have I have the NES controller, I have the Super NES controller for my Switch, so even to come out with the Game Boy, or, sorry, come out with N64 games and then release the N64 controller, that'd be sweet, like, I, I would be all over that. Um, and then like even DS games, like how easy would it be to make a DS peripheral of a second screen that you just plug into your USB, um, slot or your USB C drive, a slot at the bottom of your switch with a second screen attached to it that acts as a touchscreen. So basically you're just attaching a touchscreen to it where that's your bottom screen. And then you have the switch as your main screen. Cause most games, 
I think other than Zelda, uh, Phantom Hourglass that I can think of in my mind, most of them ran top screen as for like the bottom screen was like your map or your inventory or whatever you have, right? Like whatever have you, 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 that's what it was. So I, I honestly think the Switch is a very multi-use console and has a lot of um, peripherals that can make that thing almost like a Nintendo in one Switch, like a Nintendo in one console, like all your old games, all everything that Nintendo's ever done could easily be put onto that console, I think. I think you're right. It has that like versatility. Variable to it. switch. Yeah, your variable switch. So that might be what the new switch is called. Your variable switch. Who knows? Who fucking No, we've been through this. It's gonna be the super God, I wanted to be the Super Switch so bad. Super, <laughs> super Nintendo Switch. Super Switch. What I want. Switch. Okay. So let's let's get on to the main topic, which is The EA. Evil Empire. EA games. Or EA Sports. Well, it's it's in the game. Game. Yeah, EA Sports. It's in the game. Big nerd. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. So, oh man, I God, I played so much of the Nintendo or the NHL series on there. Well, okay, so let's let's get into. Okay, so EA was founded in in nineteen eighty two. Yep. And they have a sleuth of some some big hitters, right? But like Mm -hmm. like even big franchises. Battlefield. They were smart. Age, Mass Effect. Yeah, you also you have Sims, NHL, FIFA. Uh, you even have like Burnout, Rock Band was an EA published game. So like there was just huge things. Sorry. So EA has like big sleuths. Yeah, like you have Mass Effect too. You have Mass Effect and and all that stuff. So I mean, yeah. out of those franchises, and like Nolan alluded to one, but like yeah. So Nolan, let's let's go with you. Like, what was your experience with EA? I played NHL from '94 to I think '98. <clears throat> on the super nintendo i I go i bought that every year man what do i have i think i have nhl i i think i have 98 on cd like an original game wow in my storage locker for my ps1 and then i got into the nfl series uh when i was living in england i had to buy those off i had to buy those off amazon i was playing like you're like you're like fuck soccer (laughs) pretty (laughs) much man it was not a thing (laughs) straight to football like, Which is not that football. League, Premier Cup, Euro. No, I'm playing NFL, whatever it was. Here's another actor tangent, just because we're on the subject now. Uh, Rob McCallaghan, who's the creator of Mythic Quest and, and Always Sunny, yep. and Ryan Reynolds bought a football club in Wales. I read that, yes. Yeah. I it was what? I, what, did they watch Ted Lasso? I'm like, yeah, we could do that. Uh, actually they're doing it. They're doing a documentary on the football club that they bought. And it's really funny. Cause I watched an interview with Rob McCallaghan and, uh, he was just like, uh, McCallaghan, sorry. Anyways. And, uh, he was just like, yeah, I'm calling it football because you'll get stabbed over there if you call it soccer. And I'm like, yeah, you, you would hundred percent get stabbed if you call it soccer in Europe. Yeah. You're dead. And the game um, all those teams, man, that's, that's some serious hardcore shit, man. Yeah, they I and they bought they bought an old club too, like a well stapled club in Wales, which is even worse because wow. it has history too, right? So, anyway, just as long um, as you don't become the Glazers. Yeah, I don't know who they. I don't know the team. I don't know the team name that they bought. I don't think the Glazers said, were are the family that bought Manchester United. All mm-hmm. kinds of serious shit going on with that now. Um, as much um, as I hate oh, soccer, I, I seem to follow it. I don't know. I love soccer, but that's just because it's literally in my blood to to love soccer. Both my background and Brazilian. Portuguese, yeah. 
So wow. yeah, it's in it's in my blood to love soccer. Um, yeah, okay, go go for it, Austin. What was your experience with uh, with EA um, before you start dissing it? What was your experience with EA? Oh, I wasn't actually going to diss it. Most of the games I've relatively enjoyed. Uh, do I enjoy them as a company? Not really. Uh, but they like won the worst company is... in America two years in a row. You know that? Yeah, but that's a bit Only more. Of, I did know that. that, but that's a bit more of gamers being spiteful. Um, and they're not wrong. Like I said, they they uh their business practice is horrible. But like, if as long as EA leaves like the companies alone, like Bioware, Bioware will put out a relatively competent game. So. Most of the games I've en- I've rather rather quite enjoyed. I think the only Dragon Age I didn't really enjoy was two. I've played the sports games like NHL up to like 2011, I want to say, the night before I stopped. Uh, never played FIFA. Sorry uh, to all of you Europeans. I just don't like it. Um, soccer. Never played the soccer game. I, I could. Yeah, it eludes me. Um, why kick a ball when I could pick it up? Right. Uh, so. It's one of the situations for that. So, like, EA, the game side of EA, I've never really, really minded too much. Like, usually, as long as the game's competent, I have no reason to judge it. And then, like, but as a company, yeah, I can understand they're evil. But, you know, there's other evil gaming companies out there. But uh, EA, they fly under the weather because EA is in the company's, uh, the uh, the people's eyes. Nolan, what were you going to? Oh. oh, God, he's back. Thank Christ. Oh, God. oh scary. <laughs> It disappeared. Okay, so what were you going to say, Nolan? What I was going to say was their very first ever game is one of, in my heart, one of the greatest games ever for the original Nintendo. Skate or Die. I love oh, We I talked about this like several episodes ago. I didn't know that was their first game, actually. That was their very first in-house game. All their games that they published before that, they used external developers. Fear Die was their very first in-house game. And man, um, I loved that game. Speaking of, did EA do all the Lego Star Wars games? I don't know. No. I, I don't think so. I don't I don't think so either. Because, because if, they, I don't if think... they did add that to the list, because I love those games too. But then they've had that they've had all those the rights to all Star Wars games for the last uh, It was probably years. Lucas Films. Games. It was Lucasfilm yeah. games. Yeah, he might have published them, but I well, I uh, what I would say is that I I don't I don't think um I don't I don't think they probably published all of them, but they probably took over publishing. So like I mean, if you if Walt you were to ones. if you were to Google it, you literally have Walt Disney Company, Lucas Arts, and and more as under publishers. So I I feel like Star Wars, like the Lego Star Wars series, has probably been thrown around to different publishers. Yeah, you're right. Um, but like, uh, like, uh, so like, as I said, the games, as long as the game's competent, I won't hate it just because it's an EA game. Um, do I appreciate their business practices of all their loot boxes? No, but, well, uh, I tend to, I tend to leave my, uh, my judgment on the game side. Uh, yeah, they did. No, okay. No, go, go for it. All right. Talk it out. But EA did purchase and they did, they're the second largest game studio company in the world right now wait yeah i thought they were the largest it's bigger no um ubisoft i think ubisoft really interesting they own or is it activision i can't remember because activision's owned by by ea yeah yeah it's ubisoft in fact which is actually it's funny because ea ea actually bought shares into ubisoft 
Yeah, but nineteen percent of uh, and then they Ubisoft sold it. at one point. And then they yeah, sold, sold it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft wasn't very happy about that. I can no. understand. They bought um, into. They called it a hostile act. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bones, what was what was some of your experience with uh, EA? Because I know you're a big. Uh, you and I played NHL quite a lot, actually. Hey guys, yeah, play I played. I oh, played and, yeah. from uh, 99 to, I don't know, 16, 17 or so. I think you had 18. Pretty much every year. Yeah, because I, I remember you and I played it pretty heavily like when I, we were when we were living close to each other. Uh, Especially in come, high school. We'd come it. over and we played. You'd kick my ass on that one. Yeah, I could I'm not win against Bones. Decent on hockey. Actually, um, I, I have a friend. Those. Oh, go on, go on. Yeah, Star sorry. Wars. I got a story after this. Oh, yeah, you played Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeehaw. Yeah, we played that. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's Starfighter version on that game. Starfighter, yeah. uh, I forget what it's called. I think it's called um, Starfighter. Anyway, Maybe. that on yeah. my uh, projector, 130-inch projector screen. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, God. So, so drunk. Apex. So many of those occasions. Apex. Yeah, Apex is... Apex late last night. Did I didn't you play know last night? Game. I didn't know that was EA. Yeah, Respawn. Respawn's owned by Apex, uh, by uh, EA. So by association, it's an EA, EA uh, published game, but Respawn developed. I had a funny tangent. Oh, yeah. So real funny about NHL 21. And I'm actually going to shout out. I'm not going to shout him out because he'll be really mad at me. But a friend of mine who I'm not hanging out with tomorrow. That's not you, Nolan. But a friend of mine that uh, I hang out with, hung out with high school, we played NHL 18. And he was one of those kids that when you played a hockey game with him, if he was losing, he would lose his living shit. Like he was like supremely angry and he's a huge Flames fan. And I was a, a Montreal Canadiens fan, fan. So I'd play Montreal Canadiens against him and uh, he'd play Flames. And I'd kick his ass all the time. But, but he would also kick my ass sometimes too. So I shouldn't say it was like a one-way win. But anyways, one time we were super bored and we decided to go... Uh, uh world cup or whatever and so he was team canada and i was like nah fuck it i was team italy to the point where like my players did not have photos at all and i kicked his ass three to one and so i want to tell that story because he gets angry every time i tell anyone that story (laughs) and it's the best and if you're listening right now fuck you i kicked your ass anyway okay so let's move on um yeah, I so me myself, yeah, I play Apex. I haven't played it for the last couple of weeks, but Apex is a huge game that that I love. And and Jedi Fallen Order too through Respawn. Uh is another great game. You know, like we play Call of Duty Warzone. That's an Activision Blizzard game, which is again EA. Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass I really want to get Mass Effect, but it, I got to wait cuz I already bought too many games in the last couple of days because of the Epic Game Sale. But Blizzard, I play a lot of Blizzard games, you know um we have diablo starcraft diablo starcraft yeah and i've been playing uh a little bit of wow with my brothers um so yeah there's there's a lot of EA games that are out there that i have to say i i enjoy i mean it's a shitty company sometimes but battlefront 2 was a big one as well like i i loved battlefront 2 i even liked battlefront 1 really uh, yeah I, that, I actually that's I interesting played that game i played that game pretty religiously at the start like and and all the way till it basically died, and uh, until two came out, yeah, I played Battlefront one. I even played Battlefront one after two came out, honestly, because two uh, sucked. It was well, 
Yeah, like, makes I bought... it, don't get me wrong. It's a really good game now, but it sucked at first. Okay, so let's let's get into let's get into why EA is hated so much. So loot um, boxes. That's not the only reason. Well, before that, know. they gobbled up all those little in develop or independent yeah. uh, developers. And yeah, well, it's a good point actually. No. So well, here you go. Okay, so anyone who owns a PC and bought EA games before the EA Play um launcher came out was origins origins would be something you would download to download all your ea games well that's you know ea bought origins back in like 90 what i think it was like 92 98 somewhere in that six year place anyways they bought them uh they were uh the creators of the ultimate uh ultimate series which online yeah and then i ended up becoming an mmo but then because the last two, when EA bought them, they were basically just wanting to push those ga- the last, like, I think the last three of the series out. So they were just wanting to, put, wanting them to push out the last three games of the series, the part where they, went, they were not well-received. And then they came out with Ultima Online. And then they came out with Ultima Online 2, which was garbage. And then basically what ended up happening was EA took the rest of the developers of, of the Ultima franchise and Origins threw them into EA and basically were support systems for Ultima Online, the first one, not the second one. And, um, and then and they then shuttered just, it. Yeah, yep. closed, basically closed it down. And they've done that lots of times where they've bought a company for the Lost IPs and not, and not the talent. That was... Buy them you know, and get them. Buy them and get them. Um, and like, then that, like, I, that came back to bite them, though, and they ended up losing a lot of revenue because they, they weren't putting up the really big blockbuster games there at one point. And they had to lay off nearly two and a half thousand uh, staff over two years, I think it was. Yeah, but not yeah, just that. Yeah, that's not that much for them either. But think well, that was about twenty five percent of their overall staff. But think about the last Back five then. years, like when they bought when they bought Blizzard and Activision, and you know Activision Blizzard, whatever you want to call it, they ended up having to lay off people after that too. Even though, like, I think it was like a year before that, they said, "No, like we're fine. Nothing's going to happen. No one's going to lose their jobs." And then the year after that, they just they ended up letting half the people go because Activision Blizzard wasn't making enough money. Uh, or we just talked about this last week with uh, Blizzard and how they haven't had a big blockbuster release lately. Because they're going to be coming next year with uh, Overwatch Two and Diablo Four. Yeah, we 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 have big we, we have big we have big hitters coming. No, they the they have they have, but uh, they haven't released like anything. Then. But they haven't released anything big since like 2016, 2017, I think it was. Um, because it's been a while since they've had a big blockbuster release. Well, they've also been working on remakes. Uh, Okay, let's Austin talk because he's trying really hard. (laughs) All right. Uh, you know what? No, fuck it. I'm done. No, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm mad. (laughs) Okay. I'm just steaming now. I'll just go on a rant now. Just go ahead. Okay, so uh, what I was saying is that they worked on, um, yeah. So you had Warcraft three, they remade. Now you have Diablo two, they're remaking right now. Uh, they they were working on Overwatch for quite a while with like DLCs and character releases and all that stuff as well, right? So that that was a huge game for them to begin with. Like that was a pretty big hitter for for Blizzard. And then yeah, so now you have, and then they had the stupid Diablo Immortal crap on mobile. You know, they were probably working on that for who knows what a waste of fucking time that was sorry oh, but if you're a big fan of, does you know, anybody big, have any phones yeah fuck if you're a big fan of that game i'm, I'm not apologizing 
<laughs> and and then yeah, so now we have Diablo Four and, and Overwatch Two, which are high anticipated games from Blizzard that are coming out. You know, um, oh, and obviously Maybe. World of Warcraft. Yeah, yes and no. Shadowlands is really interesting so far, but uh, I play it. I don't even play it. I listen to it for the uh, uh, lore perspective. But yeah. not only just that, but they're remaking the World of Warcraft classic too. So you have people working on new World of Warcraft, and you have people working on Burning Crusades, which was the what first second expansion very first expansion of wow and wow classic's been out for what four years i think Uh, has it been that long now yeah i think wow classic that long no i think i thought it was like about a year or two ago i have to say it was probably since i started dating my partner i'm i'm more than positive it's been almost four years all right all right well look it up because you also thought that fucking uh uh horizon zero dawn came out in 2013 yeah, and you know what? Time is relative, so you have that coming for you. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty, I'm pretty much willing to guarantee this, like 2019, 2018. From the look, from your reaction, I'm pretty sure you're wrong, Andrew. August 26th, 1995. No, it's 2019. What? 2019. Yeah, that's what I thought. Keep going though. Time is fucking relative. <laughs> To me, we're still in 2020, so or 2019 anyway, so it doesn't really matter. This game fucking came out this year. Yeah, it's like four or five years ago. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It's all the same. I don't really give a shit. I don't know what time <laughs> is. Fucking 25. Who gives a shit? You're supposed to be the news guy. You're supposed to have all the shit ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to look up years. It's too much work. <laughs> I feel like I can just ballpark it most of the time in my life. What? No. <laughs> Hey, come on. I've got You're a few. You're a thousand so far. Hey, 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 hey. I said when EA came out, was founded. So fuck all of you. It was fine. <laughs> um, all right. Well, one out of four. Okay, so we also have another reason why EA is kind of a, is viewed badly, obviously. So a few reasons. Let's just go through them all, and then we can talk about them each. Uh, so we talked about the acquisition of studios and closures. Uh, poor treatment of employees, which isn't a huge that's shocker. Awesome. Poor game no, quality. That's, that's calling across the industry, that one. Poor game quality, so, you know, games are bad. And then, as Austin alluded earlier, loot boxes. So, yeah, let's go with poor, poor treatment of employees. Um, so, Crunch, we all know, is, is pretty common amongst game developers. A lot of game studios. Yeah, they, they all kind of do it. But the reason why EA kind of got singled out, there's actually a couple reasons why EA got singled out. One reason was because they were making their, worker, their uh, game developers work 100 hours per week. And they more. were given Saturday evenings off. Yeah. with good behavior and second so they're yeah, prisoners prison yeah secondly secondly <laughs> a, a spouse God. of an ea game developer actually wrote an anonymous blog that became so popular that uh it ended up blowing up and, and being a huge backlash to ea because uh basically what she was saying was i, I never get to see my husband because he's always working and so that was that was another reason like that got huge uh, uh attraction and uh, EA now has taken steps, supposedly, to make uh, work life, work and, and life balance a little more appropriate. But they also had to lose a class action lawsuit brought to them by their employees yeah, for all yeah. that, all that overtime. Because, yeah, so. I guess um, they must have been salaried or something like that. So they weren't paid overtime. Now they're yep. given hourly rates so that they get compensate for their overtime which isn't very common it's no. not very common to happen at all 
So the fact EA is doing that's that is actually probably in a way better than what other developers do now. But Publishers. was that forced on them when they lost the, cl- the class action lawsuit? Yes. Yeah, yes. but I mean... I'm actually kind of surprised that that's the case. Why not more developers have gone against their publishers and, and been like, you know, we're just going to sue you guys. Why risk not? your job? Why? I mean, why risk your job? If, uh, especially if you're not in the same situation as those EA developers were in, you right? actually know how, you know how many developers actually stick with a publisher for a game though? Oh, not very many. No. Well, I, I mean like they move around it's like so a revolving much. door. They yeah. move yeah. so many so like what, I think, what job do you really have to lose? Like it, it's a paying gig, but because you did it, doesn't, it doesn't mean you can't get right. an, I, you can't get another one. I, I can't speak for that. I'm not I'm not a developer. I'm just well. I if, mean, if we're looking at example, from that from that point of view, if you're going to end up losing this job anyways within the four years you're developing this game, I mean, why not why do not what you can? Well, and and then yeah, no, right. if it if it doesn't go your way, you move on. You're going to end up moving on anyways um see like uh, for example there's a guy who just left capcom who was working on uh village and he went back to destiny because he was working on destiny before he went to capcom and now he's backing uh destiny again like so there's a good example of the revolving door developers come and go yeah because like whatever game you like like uh, let's talk horizon for instance or god of war that game was great, but it does not mean the same people who made the last one are working on the current one anymore. And and that happens a lot. And that's why games even sometimes change so drastically is because that you love the first one and the sequel kind of sucks only because the people who made the first one aren't there to make the second one. And so what it's harder to build on a legacy than build a legacy. Absolutely. So... Yeah, that's uh, that was one thing. Uh, yeah, poor quality games is an- another thing that you know. So, so EA has been voted the worst company in five, three, three times out of five years. The and, first company to ever get back to back. Yeah, and so, anyways, and so one thing that they're negatively negatively viewed for is bad game quality, which you know um, isn't is like mechanics, story, um, support is huge and um and uh character development right like those are kind of the things that make a video game unless you're doing the first person shooter like call of duty i guess there's not really much you can do with any of those but anthem lost a lot of support well i'm just saying call of duty because if you play a call of duty campaign there's not really you're not gonna love the guy you're playing if he dies you're like okay sure move on right yeah but like for like care you're not wrong, but like you got like there's like very famous characters from the series like Captain Price and yeah, Silver yeah, Davish, famous. Stuff like but that. like, I, I think it's character development. I think too. it's I think it's more. I, again, this is going to be my view, but I think it's more the nostalgic of that of that character or or the history of that character more than the character himself. You know, like a lot of like for me personally, I got into Call of Duty on Call of Duty Three: Modern Warfare. Like that was my my first go with the game. So like I knew Captain Price and all that stuff, and it was cool that they brought him back and stuff. But that was really all I had with it. Like I didn't really care. Oh, about his, see, like, I've. I didn't really care. So about his so essentially, there. Captain Price has been in every uh other than like the futuristic ones. Mm-hmm. Captain Price has been in every mainline uh, uh Call of Duty game, from yeah. one Call of Duty, the very first one, up until I want to say the uh to Modern Warfare Three, then. Uh, they, after that, he stopped being in them for well because they went up they until because they went into the past and then they went into the future. 
And then, yeah, the recent one, they're kind of yeah. back. And now they're area. back in Modern Warfare and yeah. Captain Price is back. But yeah. it's just like the name has been in a lot of the games. So mm. that's just a fun little fact. Um, Yeah. So, but anyways, like Anthem, again, is another example for support, right? Like Anthem ended up not getting the support it needed to make that game work. Really? I mean, like, I know people. It was had actually good a experience. pretty cool game, too. Yeah, it had a lot of experience, but there was just some tweaks that everyone was like, you know, fix this, fix that. And then the community left and the community never came back. They just couldn't support it. They abandoned the game. And then they eventually abandoned the game. Um, First fail Bioware has ever done. Yeah. Intense, to be honest. Yeah. Feels bad, man. I didn't play Anthem. And I. I did. Wasn't my game. Uh, Like the flying mechanics were really good. Uh, the story was lacking, and I hated that blind bitch. I hated her so much. I hated him so much. Uh, but wow. wow. Blind wow. bitch and assume it's a chick. Well, no, because he, he was a bitch. He's horrible. Um, <laughs> and then afterwards, you corrected yourself. I know, I know. But, um, yeah, the, the story wasn't great, but there's a good foundation there. The uh, The the mech suits were awesome. They were fine, but they have ran out of content. And with those live service games, you gotta you gotta keep content up. The only, I don't even know how Destiny does it. Well, I mean, what else is Bungie coming out with? Actually, apparently they have a. Uh, they're working on a new project. Right but now, since then, speaking, we, speaking uh, of no, servers, no, they just started. Speaking of servers and why people hate EA. Uh, they have early server shutdown. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know, know what that is. I was going to say, what's early server shutdown? No. Okay, so they basically fought with Microsoft to take control of their own servers by bypassing Microsoft's own servers hosted through Xbox Live, only mm-hmm. so they, that they could control the ebb and flow of multiplayer accessibility for their games. In other words, every two years, EA shuts down servers for their games so you have to go out and buy newer games in order to play. That's fucked. That's yeah. really fucked up. That's really fucked up. And EA Sports MMA didn't even properly last two years. And then the company started uh, with renting servers while hiding or removing their own so that they were dumping the cost of Battlefield 3's multiplayer expenses onto the end user. So... That what so it's safe to say that's why Anthem ended up quitting after two years, right? Like that's how long it took, or was it four years? It well, was. I think it was two. I'm not gonna lie. I think it was. Uh, I think it was two as well. Because they had a skeleton crew working on it to yeah. try to like bring it back. I think it might. I think it. it I think it might have been three years actually. Now I'm thinking about because it is a live service game, so they would have had to keep the services up. Yeah. Well, because you can still play that game online, still can't you? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so anymore because they just completely dropped shut it. it down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. I didn't know that. That's super interesting. So for, and... so for Battlefield Three, you're paying sixty dollars for the game, ten to twenty dollars for additional DLCs, and or ten dollars for an online pass if you got the game. You... Well, I guess that kind of that kind of nicely works into to, to the last topic. Obviously, is loot boxes, which is, I mean, in essence, to me paying 60 bucks for a game and everything else ideally yeah that's just a loot box right like you're just spending extra money to play a game you paid full price for 
Um, obviously a good example for this. I, there's a lot, there's a lot of examples, but the most recent and, and highly controversial one that happened was Battlefront 2. When it first released, yep. it was a 40 hour grind just to unlock your first character. Wow. So, so, and so basically what you're doing is you're playing a, you're, you, you're paying a, a $70 game at the time, Canadian. And then you got to work your ass off to just unlock and there was no more there was like what like 20 30 characters like almost everyone from the universe was there and you had yeah. to work you had to like play so many online games to unlock them and and the ships as well and and trying to unlock uh what do you call it um like when you sh- kill so many people with a gun you get unlocked the next version of that gun and so on and so forth or or the accessories of it and that was hugely controversial so i'm gonna let austin talk about it because he I, he he had some bad experiences. Um, I think uh, somebody did a the math for it. I think it was it would have taken like somebody ten years to get enough points to unlock Darth Vader. Unless you like, bought, does, unless you bought all the, unless like, you bought, bought, yeah, you microtransactioned it through. Unless you did the microtransaction, and so when you think about it, Darth Vader is uh the pillar stone of the Star Wars universe more than Luke because Absolutely. he's the main character of the of the prequel trilogy and uh like the main antagonist for the first two movies and then uh uh supporting antagonist for the second or for the third one until he becomes Anakin Skywalker again so for one of the most important characters in the entire universe you t- it would take you 10 years of nonstop gameplay to unlock him like that's fucking horseshit Absolutely. And then, so most loot boxes are for cosmetics, right? As Andrew said in the last episode, you know, like, hey, if you want your character to look like this, you want to have a goofy hat, you can have a goofy hat. But it doesn't affect gameplay. They're all one of the other big things for the loot boxes in Battlefront 2 on release, where you could actually get perks that increased your damage, that increased your reload time, and everything like that. The cards, the loot right? box system. Yeah, the cards. And I think that's what really pissed people off more than the grinding because it didn't matter uh, because it was a pay-to-win at that point. It wasn't a pay-to-look-pretty. It was a pay-to-win. Yeah. And EA defended it for a very long time before they finally reversed it. I bought the game when... I bought the game again on my PlayStation 4 when they uh, fixed everything, and I loved it. I hated it on release. Fuck Battlefront 2 on release. I still have the I still have the release game, day one release game, the the whatever yeah, edition that. that came out. But but they yeah, fuck themselves by going so hard into loot boxes and defending it so hard because even the European Union even took them to court and not just they, them, they took a lot of people out there. And then it was all across the world. And then Apple, I believe it was Apple. They had a some kind of policy that they, that they implemented where if you had a loot box and you had a chance to win something, they had you had to publish the odds of getting that. So you have a 1% chance of getting this, a 5% chance of this, just so people knew what it was. Because Gambling. that's when people, because those when people started to recognize that that's a form of gambling. Because mm-hmm. people no, were yeah. becoming addicted to loot boxes. Yeah, that's where where the gotcha game came in. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 
my experience with this isn't incredibly strong but it wasn't just battlefront that they did this with there was a handful of games that that they ended up doing like loot boxes with where and it, yeah oh, they, um another one they did because ea also did the mordor games yeah, yeah. oh yeah and did, yeah so most of the time you play you play uh, loot boxes for cosmetics right but um the cosmetics for that game you were playing for in-game orcs and stuff like that so you would actually be able to buy orcs that you could send over to other people's worlds and win right so that that was another big fucking thing for loot boxes for ea yeah, so it was a, a few times where it wasn't really so much of a loot box as it was like, in my sense, loot boxes are cosmetic and, and pay to win. So I guess a question for everybody be like, what is something EA could do that would change your mind on them? Grow an integrity. Grow a conscience. It's fair. It's fair. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. Uh, well, no it seems like they've. They've consolidated a fair bit, and it looks like they're starting to put more effort into quality of games. But I don't know, it's they're just so big, they got so many studios as part of them. Yeah, and I mean, they restructured so they could give each of their studios more creative license and funding as well. Give them more funding and also really dilute or um, slash the whole. Oh, <laughs> but like really, yeah. like before, like they had so many chains of commands they had to get approval through. They've slashed a lot of that so the games can be a lot more creative and really speed up the, the creative process for a lot of this. They'll knock down the tier of command, so to speak. Yeah, yeah I think. Listening, it's gonna take time to see the fruits of that, though. Well, I mean, a good example, like I think, listening to your audience is huge for them. Making sure that they, you know, they're doing the right thing by their consumers. One good sign of that is, you know, on Instagram, anything posted on, uh, if you ever want to look at it, anything posted prior to probably last year. On EA's Instagram, people are commenting how they want Skate 4, I want Skate 4, I want Skate 4, and all that stuff, because Skate 3 came back and came out in 2010, was Skate 3. It was a very, like, the Skate series is super popular. And then what was it? It was, like, last year at uh, IGN's Summer of Gaming, they announced Skate 4. So, you know, it's a sign that EA's listening, and it's a good a good sign, and, and I'm being a little optimistic. I mean, they changed Battlefront 2 to make it better. Anthem kind can't of... Can't wait for... Can't wait to buy my uh, my uh, all different wheels on yeah. uh, we'll wait to boxes. See. Well, f- fucking yeah, it makes you go faster, makes you jump higher, makes you go faster. Right? I want EA. If you're listening to this, I want a skateboard that will automatic automatically make my combo better than Andrew's. Thank wow. you. Have you played skate? No, no. I've never played. No, skate. not at all. Not at all. There, there's one franchise. Tangent. If there's one franchise like sport franchise that isn't like hockey and all that crap to come back, because I really want Amped. I want Amped to come back. Wasn't that the snowboarding one? Yeah, Amp Three was my favorite uh, snowboarding game. I did play Amped on the X, the original Xbox. Yeah, but I, uh, even 360 came out too. Uh yeah, I never played it on the 360. I oh, on the Xbox. I but uh, there, what was the one that just came out from Ubisoft, the snowboarding game? Hmm. 
Don't know. I want to say it came out in like 2016. Can you look that up since I know you're on your computer? I'm always on my computer. I forgot to do. All right, race. Who's going to get All right. Is it going to get Nolan, Bones, or Andrew? There's three of them. Who's going to win? I'm on my phone, so I'm not looking it up because I don't really want to. But they can, and they're typing away fast. When was Deep released? 2017, was it right? Uh, I don't think. It's an open world action game. Um, it was, yeah, I, it, it was awesome. 2016. Yeah, it was. Oh, I don't think it was fuck. just. Was it just man? I think it was snowboarding and skiing. Yeah, snowboarding and skiing. Uh, yeah. The cool part was you can take off. Like it's the first game you can actually take off, like your snowboarder, your skis, and actually hike to like the highest points in the mountains and everything like that. Like the world was really, really big and it was really cool, and I really enjoyed it. It was almost like yeah. Anybody ever played like the Feroza games? No. Uh, I I played. Not Froza Four, but whatever the fuck was before. The that, Horizon. It was like yeah. Horizon, but instead of cars, it was on snowboards and skis. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I kind of want to play Steep now. I Actually, love snowboarding games. I don't know why they're a lot of fun. The music in it was fantastic. Always those kind of games. Those all those extreme but sports games, though. Yeah, they're really good. Like I, I really want to get Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. I really do want to get that. Didn't they just re-release them? Yeah, yeah, Are you, yeah, you're yeah. waiting for them to go on sale. Yeah, I'm a cheap bastard. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, games you bought. Yeah, it's how I get my games. I just bought Cyberpunk for forty five bucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know that sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I paid so, zero and still don't have it. Yeah, yeah. well, forty five bucks on Epic Games. If you're interested. Yeah, I, I just, I just think that. As long as EA listens and, and, and tries to do better, I mean, it's a long shot. It's a business, and a business is a business. Obviously, it's it's their business model that's clearly an issue in the sense that, you know, it, their main revenue isn't just video games, but they, they focus on a second revenue, which is loot boxes and, and cosmetics and, and, and play to win, which is really shitty, right? And I'm actually kind of surprised Respawn even is allowed to do what it does with Apex, for instance. You know, like, it's just cosmetics is all you get, but it's a very popular game, and, and hopefully EA can recognize that. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order as well, like, loot boxes were cosmetic. At least they didn't affect your game. That was kind of nice, but Squadrons is another one that they did. You know, there was actually... Well, I just downloaded that for free. It's the free, uh, you know, free I'm game for PlayStation. Yes, but we should play together. I would love to play online. Okay. I, I really do want to play that game online. Actually, um, I want to try that uh, VR game again. I actually have that game in VR. Squadrons, you can play fully in VR. I want to, I want to try it because I, I absolutely demolished... I was going to say, because I absolutely demolished that Star Wars uh, one where you're in the X-Wing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this one... I find Squadrons, like, the movement is a lot easier than in that one because you can twist and turn and stuff. As for, like, that one, you could just move up or down, right? You can't, like, swirl um yeah i can just lend you my vr if you want my man like i i i because my ps5 it works with it i just haven't had time to actually like it's just a pain in the ass to hook up with the ps5 yeah it's it's, All right, it's just man. Really let's move it along come on come on but, um, come fucking on. boomhauer over here the is shepherd is talking telling, right here you know, boomhauer <laughs> over here is telling me to fucking move on speaking <laughs> of boomhauer you know what my uh my brother wanted to name his dog boomhauer yeah, he wanted to name his dog Boomhauer, but his wife's like, no, no way in hell. Where <laughs> could I have gone that wasn't related to Boomhauer? Speaking of Boomhauer, you want to name your dog? Fucking not Boomhauer? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just... You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just like, 
Whenever whenever Boomhauer gets brought up, I I said tell the same story. I'm like, my brother wants to name his dog Boomhauer. And I still think he should have because it was a chocolate lab. Would have been hilarious. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle Bones here on this one. Uh, what do you what do you think EA could do to be better, Bones? If you have thoughts. Well, they're they're such a big corporation now. Like they have like budgets and investors, and they gotta make like it's it's the investors. Like, how can we squeeze more money out of a single purchase video game? Well, let's make loot box. Uh, purchase in the video game. What do but they do? I, I will um, just just to tell you guys that point. Stop point trying to quick. eat all the companies. Stop buying companies, and maybe um, siphon off contracts to companies some kind of way without taking them over completely. You mean like licensing out their IPs, right? To kind of feed the industry without taking. But they tried that at the beginning, and the reason they went after buying all the developers was because they had a lot of issues with a lot of third-party developers not meeting the deadlines and not producing the quality that they wanted, which is why the EA went after gobbling them up. So yeah, they could have so what, control the, over that. Then the it quality, became more of just a library build. After their quality of feels. shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they ended up forcing exactly what they were trying to or exactly well, what they're complaining about. I was I was just gonna make a, a comment on like you know it's funny because people like I was just just on Bones is uh, saying that well they have investors well investors are stakeholders right like they have a stake in the company but what's really funny is that as consumers we're also stakeholders because we buy the product so therefore we have money in the company as well right like not that we make that back but we matter because we are the ones that keep the company alive as much as the stakeholders do, because what they do is they invest money into a company that therefore they use that money to move on to product, um, you know, R and D or, or game development or, or whatever. We do the same thing. Cause when you buy a game from a company, the money goes into the company, goes to R and D game development or whatever. And we're yes, class- but saying that you could have say 10 million people buy one game. You'll make more money if you produce a shittier game. Only five million people buy it, but then they spend three times as much on loot boxes and all the other transactions in the game. So that's where they can drive so much more revenue from the loot boxes with a substandard game. Unless Star Wars Battlefront Two happens, yeah, they got so much backlash, but they had to change it, which means they weren't making enough games to keep it going. And maybe to, to Austin's point, that's why they fought it back for a couple of years because they were at some point making money. But then when game sales started to drop on a game that they, I mean, that game wasn't just a one-time buy. That game was supposed to keep that franchise alive for a few years. Like the idea of that game was to keep generating revenue. But well, when the game they, came they up, don't, they don't, they don't want to put out substandard games. I'm sure every game to them is a great masterpiece game and they want to profit off it as possibly because they have the big budget well that would be cyberpunk where developers were not happy with their game management was really happy with their game and they pushed it out and then that whole fiasco happened where a ton of people worked really hard on that game and it did not deserve the backlash it got because it wasn't the developers faults for what it what people have have experienced over time right where they're to from time to time, there's a miscommunication where, or even a budget or, or time, um, what do you call it? 
on time and under budget, right? Like that that game obviously was not released neither on time and probably was not under budget because management wanted that game to be amazing and, and huge and whatever. Everyone had these huge ideas for that game. And develop the developers did it probably as like the best they possibly could with the time that they had. But you know, we ended up with what we ended up with for some people, right? Like Austin had a great experience with that game, loves that game. And other people were like, the game's not that bad, a little glitchy, but playable. And other people were like, I can't play this game at all. So it, you know, it was a crapshoot of of everything going everywhere for that. And and it really shouldn't have been because management. Maybe they'll do a proper that. remake in 2077. <sighs> That'd be funny as hell, though. <laughs> That's when Cyberpunk 2 is ready to be released. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're ever going to make a Cyberpunk 2. Uh, sales have really crashed for that game this year. That's why it's actually on sale on a lot of platforms. Um, But I, I do think they're going to do a Cyberpunk 2. I, I actually think they will. Um, because they're, I, I think they actually have a chance to revive that franchise. I just hope that they don't do what they did this time and just let the developers do what they need to do and make that game what they wanted to make and, and not rush it out. That's that's all I want. Hey, you need that crunch time. Challenge yeah, the desk for 100 hours crunched a week. On game, I crunched on that game for a long time because I had like three release dates and it's more common than not to crunch before like a release date. So going from release date to release date to release date, I'm sure there was a lot of crunch and that sucks for all those people. But some of those people were like, I'm sure were super passionate about the game and, and wanted to make it, you know, make it what it could. Right. Cause that's a name for themselves as well. You know, they're invested into it as much as management is, but so let's just go on with what everyone's been playing. Austin, what, what have you been doing lately? My man. I've been playing a lot of destiny as usual. Uh, the new season is absolutely fascinating with one of the enemy types have moved into the city as well. And one of your NPCs is a, apparently super fucking racist and like is trying to like alienate them and like extradite them out of the city it's fascinating very very interesting world real life politics in the game i find that absolutely fascinating and then uh i am playing final fantasy 14 uh there's a ea game called knockout city absolutely Way more fun than it absolutely has anything to uh, any right to be. It is so good. Try Knockout really City. I've heard really good. Yeah, things. It's, my my one friend from the United States was like, "You should try. It. You should really try it." I'm like, it's an EA game. I don't want to do that. It's evil, right? Uh, and I finally like buckled because it was free. I played two games, then immediately bought the thirty dollars that it, it, it cost for it. That's how fun it is. I thought it was amazing. Nolan, been playing a little bit. Of- DQ11 on Switch when I find time for that. Since I paid money for it when I could have had free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty chill. Pretty told me that, man. Yeah. At sorry, least it was man. on sale when I bought it, but still. Well, it won't be. I don't think it'll be on Xbox Game Pass forever for PC, but if anyone wants to play DQ11, it's free on Xbox Game Pass now. Um, Bones, what you been gaming? What have you been doing? Uh, been just, watching. just Apex. Just Apex Legends, Andy. Apex well, we should Legends. we should play Apex tomorrow uh, afternoon. Man, what have I been playing? I've been playing so much. Holy shit. Civilization 5 has been my big one, actually, the last couple days. Which is a game you should not play when you have shit to do. Um, and then I've been playing... Uh, I played Joe and Mac 
like the original Joe and Mac on Super Nintendo. I got really into that for whatever reason. I I really like Joe and Mac two, and I we played Nolan and I played Joe and Mac two, and then they came out the first one, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, sure I'll try it. And then I've had a strong urge to play Breath of Fire, even though I know that game is not great. Um, it's mostly just like a it's it's a straight RPG. There's nothing like the story is kind of weird and and doesn't make sense and and uh but but i don't know i just had a weird urge to play like a weird rpg so breath of fire 2 i've been kind of getting into as well and yeah i think civilization and and that kind of stuff is all i've been doing i don't really i feel like there's so many shit like so much games i'm playing i don't even know anymore what about your loop hero oh god actually no i have not played loop hero for like two weeks which is good (laughs) i think a civilization 5 took over that addiction just a game. I just need to play a game where I can just have it run in the background and I can just like come back to it every couple seconds or every couple minutes, right? Like it's just not a continuous thing. And, and both those games do a great job at that. Um, I'll introduce you to a bunch of pokey games that my kids play, like uh, some merge racer thing where it just goes round and round and round and round, keep mashing the cars together and they level up and they make more money and they, they play it. Rob, and you can play that for hours. I got back into Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links on my phone. That's a that's a shameful, guilty pleasure I play. So, really, oh, I really. I've been playing Transformers Earth Wars on my phone for the last five years. Yeah, well, it's a game that like I shouldn't play, but I just I I can't stop because I like to go online and just kick other people's asses all the time. And I got that stupid fucking red eyes black dragon deck that I've there. stooped up with my own cards. He sits there and does the black marker on his hands, the one that yeah. signals the friendship. The half, half, yeah, the half smile on my hand, yeah. Yeah. And every time, every time I really need a card, I'm like, believe in the heart of the cards. <laughs> <laughs> and then swipe my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there and go like, you have all the money in the world, Seto Kaiba, <laughs> but I have my faith in my deck. Actually, I play a Seto Kaiba. That's time to do! That's my, that's my character. Uh, but I'd, I'd play as Enog. I uh, I play a Seto Kaiba with a Black Eyes Red Dragon or Black Eyes re- or sorry, a Red Eyes deck because it's not just dragons. I have like beasts and other shit that are red eyes. But I don't play with just that pure deck. I've I've modded it with my other cards that I have to make that deck a little better. And uh, it's a stupidly fun to play online. But um, and I also like the fact that as like a loot game, like a it's it, it's not so much a play to win game. You can just, it's so easy to get the gems in that game to buy new decks or cards or whatever like that. It's just, it's relatively easy. So I don't ever feel like I'm at a disadvantage. I almost own all the decks just by playing the game like with gems already. So yeah, uh, that's, that's what I've been doing. I talked way too much about Yu-Gi-Oh though, compared to every other thing I've been playing. So let's, uh, let's, let's say our goodbyes and, uh, I'm going to go watch mythic quest episode five. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us the Tuesday evening, and hello to all the new listeners, and thanks for sticking around to all this garbage. We have fun doing it, and we hope you have fun listening to it. All right? Bye-bye. I'm more fun every week. Bye! Bye, all. And, 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 and